walking on the Illinois River, get a half a day off with pay. Oh, Tobo, picking up barges on a long, hot summer day. Howdy, guys, and welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast, episode 10. Uh, this is Fighting Texas Aggie Class 14, Rob White. Yeah, it is Roy. <laughs> oh, Roy. <laughs> At this, at this point, yeah, you figure you know if you don't, I'm fighting Texas Ag class 2015. Yeah, well, yeah, that's definitely the way to go. Well, hey guys, we're really happy to be back, and of course, uh, we find ourselves in the middle of a bit of a heat wave here in Texas. Uh, it is absolutely ridiculous outside. I've been running around. Um, I think heat index was pushing 108 today, 109. I believe it. It's ridiculous. This temperature is driving me nuts. But that's not the only thing that's been hot. Um, the world is literally on fire with all this craziness going on. We got hot Aggie recruiting. Uh, there's all kinds of crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, recru- recruiting's on a roll, and not just football either. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you know, talking about the baseball commits that we picked up recently. Um, and then, you know, there are junior, soon to be senior in high school softball commit had a video go viral. And, um, she, dude, she was just lacing the ball. Absolutely melting baseball. I, so that was I, awesome. I, I love how I love how every swinging dick in you know a seven thousand area code you know radius decided to come on and and, and talk trash about it. You're just like, dude, cram it, man. It's like Let's first just... and foremost, you probably didn't even play varsity baseball, and two, yeah. just because you can hit the hell out of a beer league softball. Doesn't yeah. mean you can do anything what she can do. So y'all need to chill. Yeah, yeah. Those those bats are a little bit different than that three hundred dollar D Marini you picked up at Academy Fat Ass. <laughs> exactly. And don't get me wrong. Like don't get me wrong. I, I love beer league softball. Huge fan. Me too. But um, but and and I kind of you know I, I'm a I'm an athlete. I played sports all my life, and I won't sit here in a million years and tell you that I could get into the batter's box in softball and put a barrel on that. It's a different release point, not to mention they're really close. Right. <laughs> and so it's, yeah, it, it's a, it's a whole different approach. And hey, the thing I was impressed with, like, she's just got a, man, she's got a pure swing. I mean, mm-hmm. she drives, she, she that's, that's better than some baseball swings I've seen, man. There's the way no she, doubt. yeah, the way she turns, you know, really drives her hips and rotates. She, I mean, I mean, you could say to an extent, if you watch the video a couple times, like she was almost intentionally spraying, starting at left center and moving to right center. Although it might also have to do with like, one, it's probably 90 degrees at night where she's hitting. And two, uh, that was pretty rapid fire. You know, she was, you know, swing, cock it up, swing, cock, swing, you know. And, uh, you know, she she might just get a little tired as the ball kind of works its way to the right. Because she probably hit like, it was like eight or ten balls in a span of you know, 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, and there were balls that were going over the lights. I was like, rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, make it happen. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, she, she can belt it. But no anyways, something but yeah, to be excited yeah. about for you softball people. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So uh, what, what I know what we people? were um, talking about here, as far as our topics for the podcast today, we were going over a handful of things. But I think uh, with the big news coming out is a lot of leagues are moving to a conference-only schedule. Uh, as we're going forward uh, so far, I think the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have been the two that have really lined that up, and I'm sure there'll be other conferences to follow here shortly. 
Yeah, I tell you what, it, it's interesting because you figure, I mean, the the P five like the Power Five conferences are gonna, were always going to be the ones that really got kind of got to dictate it. I thought it was interesting when the Ivy League came out and said stuff, and I was just scratching my head like, who gives a shit? I don't, really, I don't really care what the Ivy League does or says, and, and it's almost like you know, it, everybody was waiting because whatever the Ivy League does is going to be like the first domino to fall. And dude, it really wasn't, man. The, the Ivy League doesn't have any say in what real football, you know, or what happens in real football. No offense to them, you know, they're not they're not there to be football powerhouses, and this is in the 30s and 40s, all right? Right. So, so the Ivy League's uh, you know announcement when it came out, I just didn't care. But uh, I thought it was really interesting because you figure, you know, all the Power Five conferences, this is this was really an opportunity, unfortunate the reasoning behind it, but it was almost an opportunity for the for the Power Conferences to to really band together and make a move against the NCAA. And what ended up happening is the snot wagons in the Big Ten just decided to come out and say what they were doing. And now the problem is your other conferences kind of have to scramble because, you know, you're talking about, I mean, obviously your non-conference games are – um, you know, everybody's got some cupcakes, but you know, with the emphasis over the last handful of years of playing a true power five non-conference opponent, now all of a sudden you're by your decision, like you coming out and making a decision, you have automatically affected schedules everywhere, which is forcing the hand of the conference only crap. Exactly, and unfortunately, you're going to see a lot of. Um cannibalization now uh, where you weren't going to be able to have a lot of that additional experience out of conference and really get a lot of opportunity. Now, uh, I will say we obviously haven't seen any decisions in our Southern conferences, Big 12, SEC, ACC yet. Um, I'm sure those decisions will be coming here in the next few days. I guess uh, my question to you, Roy, um, what do you think we're going to be doing? Man, I was thinking about that. Um, well, I was setting up, actually. I was, I was like, I wonder if I could really even put a percentage on it. Like, right now, i got to be honest, I I don't think it's a very good chance we have football in the fall at all. I think you're right. Um, because I think, um, you know, the Big Ten can come out and say what they want to, and the Pac-12 can follow suit, because the Pac-12 just is the conference that needs somebody's coattails to ride, you know. It's, it's just... They're they're that part of the you know they're the, they're the worst of the P5 honestly it's between them and the Big 12 but right. I think the I honestly think the Pac 12 is worse but um but the problem is once everything settles all the dust settles after these announcements uh, I I think cooler heads are, are going to finally come back to the table and everyone's going to say look um there's a couple things that affect this one you know the money not necessarily like the ticket money that the big schools are making, but these checks that these smaller schools get are imperative to keep their programs going. And oh, so yeah. if you basically have an entire season where you've cut those games out, you are going to kill programs everywhere. Well, and you're already starting to see that with uh, Stanford. You know, they announced that they were cutting a ton of varsity uh, sports were getting kicked out. I know they were losing rowing um, and wrestling and a handful of other sports too. Yeah, it, it's surprising. Stanford, honestly, it was a surprise that it was Stanford. Um, right. But uh, no, it's so. I, I think what it's eventually going to end up being is I think we're going to shift to the spring, and it's going to make the spring completely insane because no the spring sports are still going to be there. The only things, the only ones you really have to, have to mess with, um, well, really the only sport you really have to mess with is basketball. Because, it, you know, it's in the fall and the spring. So that'll be interesting because, one, I think you're going to see stuff like the Maui Invitational. Those just aren't going to happen. You know, yeah. those Invitational turn, those are done. Um, so, but, 
you'll I think you'll see closer to an almost all conference type schedule um, with basketball, but they're going to have to start in, in the spring. And now, I mean, I mean, technically, you know, it'd be in the winter, spring semester. You know, you figure, you know, they're going to have to set an arbitrary cutoff, what December thirty first. So starting January first, you know, whatever. But um, I think you'll see basketball schedules get cut a little bit. I think they'll lose some, but that's not. Revenue-wise, that's not a huge loss to almost every single school that has a basketball program. There's only right. like what five or six that are that are in the black, right? Mm-hmm. That are that are that don't operate in the red. Um, I mean, well, and it's a lot easier uh, to operate in the black as a basketball uh, program when you, you know your players are getting four hundred thousand dollars given to their family. Right. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I wanted to remark on that real quick because it. If, if if you had any like if you were at any confusion as to just how insane everything has been over the last week or two. Coach K, the bastion of purity and honesty, coach of Duke basketball, a report came out that Zion's family got $400,000. I saw, you know, I got the ESPN little mobile alert, and that was the last I saw of it. I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything on Twitter. I haven't seen nothing. So I was like, ah, you know what, whatever. Anyways. It, that, like that's the world we're living in. That yeah. a kid got almost a half a million dollars to go to a school. That's insane. But it's nuts, absolutely nuts. And you know, especially for a program like Duke and for a player like him, it makes sense that something like that would happen. But with that going on and just the whole world that we do live in, it's absolutely nuts. I mean, these <laughs> things are getting swept under the rug. Not even a big deal. I know it's just like a Friday evening news dump type story. That's what I had the feel of it, you know. Right. But but getting back to the to the sports stuff, I think what you're going to find though is the one thing that I, I think I I think we'll get a full slate of football. If football goes on in the spring, we will get a full slate, non-conference, all of it. Um, you know, if we're at that point, I think the decisions put out by the Big Ten and the Pac-12 were maybe still a little early, to be honest. Could have been. Um, I think you still have a couple of weeks. I mean, I I know I, I know models show which way this is trending, but again, you know, give it the full time before you make announcements. And um, but I I think what's going to be interesting is for the bigger schools that have you know our big football program and they have a big baseball following. So really, the entire Southeast Conference, right? Um, or Southeastern Conference. And then you know some school, you know Michigan's obviously one of the Big Ten. You know um, the schools that have better baseball programs. You'll see the ACC will be another one because ACC baseball is real big. Yeah. And I think what you're going to see is it's almost going to be a problem for these schools to figure out where to put everybody on the weekends where it occurs. Now the one thing you can do is is I think you'll see a ton of uh, schedule shuffling to uh, to get out of the football's way. Straight it's up. A, and that was where my brain was going. I'm thinking as far as our series, we may lose some Tuesday games here and there. I think what you're going to end up doing is doing a lot of those um, weekend series will be in the middle of the week, like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday kind of deal. Well, or, I, so so you look well, but they're still students, remember. So right. like, you have to be careful about playing too many games during the middle of the week. See, but my thing is, so how many conference games does baseball play roughly? Uh, conference uh, conference games, I want to say it's 30. So 30, right? Right. So you figure what? So that's 10 series. Five of them are home, five are away normally. Normally split pretty even, isn't it, with baseball? Right. Exactly. Right. So it's only five weekends, and football's only seven. So this isn't going to be a huge shuffle. No. But baseball, like baseball and softball programs should be prepared to lose a home series and maybe not get it back. 
and you know maybe go uneven, have more road series than home series. But the but the reality is that football is the cash cow, and that's just how it's going to be. Right. You're not you're, you're not going to sacrifice a home football game with 180 or 100 thousand people for what 10 thousand people. If that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, let's that's just that's, the that's, that's situation. Like ba- ba- baseball and softball, ten, maybe twelve on a huge weekend, you know. Yeah, for the both of them. So yeah, so um, so I mean, I get that it you know it turns into thirty thousand, but still, I that's we have more students at Kyle than that, you know. So um, right. So it'll get pushed around. But the the other thing I thought was really interesting. Um, yeah, well, so yeah, to to really truly answer your question, I think we'll have a full slate of football. I just don't think it's going to be in the fall. Do you would you prefer a full slate of football in the spring or a limited schedule in the fall? I want the full slate. You want the full slate? Absolutely. Um, one because uh, you know the the out of conference, the non conference games are important. You know there, there are some big matchups in there that 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 play directly into your ranking, and then there are the you know, they're the lesser non-conference games, the cupcakes, if you want to call them that, that do your team a lot of good. No doubt. You know, what, what do you do if the first week of football you're going to Tuscaloosa? That's hey, that's nothing like a first week if, you know, you go to Jerry's World and play Oregon. It's two completely separate things. So, you know, there's – and I know that I know the SEC always has a real early conference game, and I, and I love that. Um, but it's kind of a one-off. It's not like you know, it's not it's not crazy. So, uh, so I, I I personally I would I, I want a full slate if it's in the spring and it makes the spring completely insane. So be it. I'm down with the insanity. Let's get down with the sickness and do it, man. Oh wow. Now, you you will not have a weekend where you have an excuse to be bored if you're oh. if you're a student or you live in town. Yeah. But um. I'm just envisioning my spring <laughs> with, with baseball, football, and potentially getting back into playing shows. Man, my spring is going to be so completely just, screwed up. <laughs> you start, better start hydrating, man. Um, no kidding. Like now. But, uh, you know, the, the other thing I think was interesting about the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and kind of what we were talking about, we had the Power Five that really had the opportunity to kind of band together and either strengthen the NCAA, which I don't think is anybody's desire, or really show a true break as the entire, you know, conglomerate of Power Five teams and the five conferences to basically make a decision and tell the NCAA that you're going to do what we tell you you're going to do to start to finally cut the legs out from underneath that organization. And the problem I saw with it was because the Big Ten jumped out and opened their mouth and then, you know, the the, the Pac-12 had to follow suit. Now you don't see any sort of cohesion or working together with the Power Five conferences. And this was a perfect opportunity to tell the NCAA to pack its bags, you know, or at least start that process. So, but Regardless of how the decisions were made, you know, made separate as opposed to together, I think it still shows that, I, I, to an extent, it still shows that the, the you know, the P5, they, they don't care about the NCAA. Well, it's it's because, very similar to your ex-girlfriend situation, right? You go back to what you're familiar with. You're scared to go out and do something else, something different, something to push. Now, also, when you look at our Power Five conferences, they do have a variety of different goals, as it were. I mean, yes, they have some similarities. Obviously, we talk about how 
football is the cash cow, but there are focuses on other things, and they're being just regionally different. There's a lot of other issues. So I can understand there being a lack of cohesion, but I really wish they would have had a firm platform, and that would have been something. Yeah, it's... And I understand it's a regional thing, and I get that. But, I mean, if, if you're saying you're not going to play out of conference games, then everybody could have said that together because that's the idea of conferences outside right. of the Big 12. They're all in the same region. Exactly. You know, so, and, you know, the, the Big 10 or the ACC can sweep Notre Dame in for this. You know, are, they're in the ACC for everything else, aren't they? Right, yeah. They are just, ACC, and they're technically, um, yeah, they're just a, a, an associate member for yeah. football, but they're not, they don't actually – yeah, so so for this season you'd have to you know sneak him in if you wanted to, and so they right. could get conference games, and and then uh, and who cares? I mean, Clemson's going to win the ACC anyway, so they can right. have another they can have another team. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I just I thought it was unfortunate because it really was an opportunity to tell the NCAA to pound sand. Now that being said, because they just came out and said it, and you know I I, I didn't read the full stinking press release. Mm-hmm. You know I heard the reports. I know what they decided. It wasn't like these decisions are, are being made like in the NCAA office or they're, you know, in conjunction with discussions we have with the NCAA that they, they just made the decision. Now, now I do get the big Ten's ties to the NCAA. I understand that. Um, so it's almost like, well, since it you know, was it Emmert and, and Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA, something like that. And he's got big 10 ties. Yeah. And, uh, and so maybe he was just like, not only am I, you know, Big Ten, I'm NCAA, and I'll just tell y'all what to do. So <laughs> I could see that being the thing from him because mm-hmm. he's a schmuck. Right. <laughs> well, he's got ties back to the University of Washington. Um, it's a, He was the chancellor of LSU for a while, University of Connecticut, Montana State, Colorado, oh, no, no, I, Boulder. I'm, I'm sorry. I was thinking about the uh, selection committee. Ah. Yeah, yeah that's what I was because I know the Big Ten's tied in with that. No, but Emmert's, a, just Emmert's kind of a – empty suit man it's yeah. it, it's so it, i would have liked to have seen uh some cohesion between the five you know even just sit down talking me like all right here's the decision even if all five of us are gonna you know make slightly different decisions you'd like to see them all kind of make the announcement around the same day or time you know hey the big Ten's gonna announce this and then we're gonna go directly to the pac-12 conference gonna go to the sec conference uh you know press conference gonna go to the big 12 press conference um but it was just it just it almost felt like it was out of the blue and i think that's i think that's what shows that if i were the nca i'd be like well obviously you guys can't get along and work together so you still need us <laughs> yeah but I, I don't know man I, I i think if you want a full slate it's going to be in the fall or excuse spring. me in the, in the spring um i know that people want football and, and we need it and this and that but man, a conference only slate's going to suck you're right you're absolutely right, and like I said, for our purposes, for our end goal of winning a national title, it's going to behoove us to have those non-conference games. It's going to help us with that, and no. God forbid they would expand like the idea of doing just a fall schedule, and we get thrown in with an additional East opponent or two. That would suck. We don't need that. Yeah, and then from there, you know, how do you I – mean, I mean, at that point, then there is a real – is there a rankings bias? Because how do you rank? Nobody's played anybody else, so how do you rank them? You can rank it within the conference, but you can't rank them nationally. You just can't do it. Yeah, there's I mean, there's no there's no outside comparison, which is like half the battle right there. Yeah, there will be there will there will be an 
there will be an absolute bias and there will absolutely be cries of bias. So it's there's no way to do that, you know, without pissing a lot of people off, to be honest. Exactly. And I don't, and I don't think anybody wants to play a conference only schedule. We'll end up with some weird kind of round robin at the end and get what would basically be an asterisk, asterisk, whatever. Yeah. Uh, national championship, you know, uh, national championship with a footnote. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I just the conference realignment stuff was it was just interesting to me to to see how it really the five conferences, the Power Five conferences, how disjointed everything was coming out. Yeah, and unfortunately, that just seems to be the case for us and really the nation as a whole. But with, that's a whole different discussion. Just seems yeah, right. there's a lot of disjointed things going on. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. I'm just – I am <sighs> ready for us to get back into the real world and do some real-world things. Um, a personal note for me, uh, for those of you who don't uh, keep up with my life, um, I actually, I just got signed on with a new job that I'm doing this next week. Uh, uh, with uh, Texas Media Foundry is the name of the crew. Uh, they're good guys. Um, and at that point, I had actually just left Wayfair. Um, well, you got which is what I need. Yeah, just left Wayfair a little while ago. And uh, this is a conspiracy theory. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I saw you post it on Twitter. It's, okay. it's insane to me, but you know what? Right now, there isn't a single conspiracy theory or news byline that could come out that I wouldn't at least go, well, maybe. Well, right. It, it, for those of you who aren't aware of what it is, basically, yeah, I, it was... Yeah, I could see that. It's 2020. So, of course you can. <laughs> there was, uh, so there are these super overpriced uh, storage cabinets and uh, custom-made, I want to say, throw pillows uh, that all would have the name of what would be a missing person, namely children, uh, missing kids, and they had prices on them that were upwards of $9,000, $12,000, and somebody would call into the website and be like, oh, uh, what's up with this price? At which point Wayfair would immediately take it down. Now, having worked in sales and having taken calls, I can attest that I have seen items on the website that are upwards of nine, ten thousand dollars and I'm sitting there scratching my head wondering why the heck is this price at that point when somebody calls in and I would have to quote unquote put in a ticket at which point they would take it down off the website. Um, but just having worked there, it wouldn't shock me. Let me just put it that way. It's just wild to me. <laughs> I can't believe that. Well, yeah, well, at least you got out when you did. And But honestly, that's the thing, dude. Right now, it's 2020. Nothing is going to shock me anymore. No. The Lord could come right now. And it's, that's, that's it. Second coming of Christ, Armageddon time. It would not shock me. No. Not even a little bit. I'd be a little embarrassed because, like, this isn't, you know, I'm a t-shirt and short shorts pretty much. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, you know, I got my I got my West Ham shorts on. I got an eighty second shirt on. That's yeah. You know. Jesus comes walking in on a cloud. You say, "Read the room." Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Hold up. <laughs> we have some things to figure out first before we can come on if up. If we ever figure them out. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. It's it's been absolutely crazy. All right. Let's see. What else have we uh, What else have we had on our slate today? Um. Oh, I wanted to talk about. Uh, Dude, why would you ask me? I knew it before you asked me. 
Oh, yeah. So, again, and everybody says, well, we turn it off once you start talking about soccer. We're going to talk about something that happens in the Premier League, but why we would like to see it uh, in America in American sports. Ah. And that's the concept of relegation. And, and I was, I brought it up because uh, like I probably said before on this show, I follow Peter Burns on Twitter. He's an awesome follow. Um, And, uh, and he brought it up because, you know, right now everybody's jonesing for sports and the premier league is on. So a lot of people that were never premier league fans have, you know, become watching it. It's like when the, what was it? The Korean baseball league came on, people were waking up at four o'clock in the morning just so they could watch sports and, um, you know, Bundesliga kicked up, and like people are trying to figure out if they had any ancestors anywhere in Germany, so they can figure out what team to root for. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, but so the Premier League has uh, uh, the Premier League. It's it's called relegation. There's mm-hmm. there's 20 clubs. There's 20 clubs at the top flight of the Premier League, and every year the bottom three which means they have, you know, basically bottom three places, they get kicked out, man. They get sent down to the championship league, and it's the top three in the championship league, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the it, top three. So it'd be, it's a, first, yeah, three, it'd be one and two, and then three, four, five, and six go to a playoff. In yeah, order for, to the, make for the final spot. That's right. right, yeah. Yeah, so this happens every year. And so, like, uh, like today, this morning, I got up early before my golf round, and West Ham uh, – Played Norwich at you know six fifteen Texas time because of course Rock and um, <laughs> yeah I was, yeah Saturday six a.m. alarm is not real high on my list of things I love but I got up watch it and uh, West Ham wins four nil and Norwich City is officially relegated because there's no way that they can accrue enough points with the remaining games to get out of the zone yep, so they're, they're done they're done this is the fifth time that they've been relegated and sent down and so. Um, it, what what Peter Peter Burns brought up was he wanted to see relegation, um, you know, in American sports. I think that's something interesting to talk about. Yeah, with the uh, major American sports, you do have obviously you look at football, uh, baseball, and hockey, and you touch on um, I guess what's the other one? Basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Good job. Good job. You've done golf more. I had more. to that think was... about those for a minute. Okay, but, that, that, know... that, that was the hundred dollar question. Good job, Ooh. buddy. It's like, what's the other one? Okay, but yeah, with our with our top level sports, we'll go ahead and throw in MLS and other ones, other leagues if you want. I think the best way to go about it is you got to look at the leagues that currently exist uh, and the way that they currently operate. Um, well, well, and, and one thing I want to say before we go further, I don't think relegation in college works. All right. No. <clears throat> like I get it. Like, ha ha ha. We'll trade the AAC for the, for, you know, Arkansas for Memphis. Yeah. Right. I, and I, and I get that's fun, but the reality is, um, you're talking about professional sports where it is truly 100% of business and the money flow is massive. And in college, it's just it's so hard to determine like what determines a relegation for one school versus something else. Is it a grand total point thing? You know, is yeah. just like one school just terrible at every sport? Do they get sent down? It's just there's so many like other. Yeah, that's parts. the case. Can you send the football team down but not the basketball team? Exactly. Yeah, so it's yeah. So you'd have to go off like presidents because it's the idea is the idea behind this kind of what I'm talking about and what Peter Burns was was referring to. And what I saw a lot, a lot of people talk about in the comments, it's like the bastion of capitalism that, that America is. And in the professional sports leagues, we reward 
the bad teams that decide to tank the rest of the season by giving them good draft picks right. when when really and the, there's still managerial decisions that have to be made but we're giving them and it's i mean there's we're giving it to them right yeah th- there's a lot of structural things that would need to change as far as american sport in order for relegation to work uh, because as you know um the leagues themselves, yes, every team is kind of its own deal, but they're all under one league. And the way that one league works, it, you don't see as much individualism as clubs are concerned. Like a European club can go out and grab a player. And you see the same thing in the MLS, but they could go and grab a player from anywhere in the world, bring them into their organization, pay them the amount they got to pay. They just have to do it within a certain period of time. Yeah, Whereas, transfer windows. Right, exactly. Whereas you look at the U.S. sport, and you have a dedicated, here's the draft, here's the signing period, you know, and it's you're within that system and that has to maintain, which is vastly different. And it's a lot more, it's corporate, sure, but you don't have the same ambition that you get from a club going out and saying, we are going to pay what we want to pay to get this guy because this guy is going to fit our system. Well, yeah, so the, the market is different Sort of, because sort of. because for the because for all professional sports you basically have the college ranks right high school and college right it's basically your amateur level sports um, because the problem is the minor leagues uh, like minor league baseball the G League in the NBA NFL has nothing mm-hmm. um, hockey is international you know, hockey can do the same thing that the Premier League right. can in fact if they were smart they would literally just go set up camp in the Eastern Block and find yourself a winning team right but 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 at the same time, you know, the Premier League's kind of the same way because you have the training academies. You know, each yeah, each club has a training academy, and most of the good right. clubs have, have A-rated, um, you know, top-rated academies. And so it's your ability to take from the, you know, from these academies, from the other teams. And the, the problem is, is and, and we've seen it because it's just so dominant, you're not – like the ability to have another league of football that can sustain itself – from which to pull, you know, pull teams up and send teams down to. But here's the biggest thing, man. Like, there are sports that could absolutely do it, and it's all about capitalism, man. It, it's like, dude, make make the moves, spend the money, win the championships. You win the championships, you make way more money anyways instead of being on a constant rebuild like some of the franchises in every single American sport that we have. So let's take an option here. Let's just pull one sport out, the one that seemingly still can't find a way to get their butt off the ground. Let's go with baseball. Let's go with MLB, right, just as an example. Right, and the only thing that we would have to assume is that the the AAA system – were not affiliates that they exactly. were actually they would have to be standalones and that and that's where and again I, I understand that the system's different but we we have to assume that they're standalones like they would have you know, to be in order for this to work yeah the devil rays aren't going to get sent down to the minor leagues to have the devil rays triple a affiliate come yeah. up to tampa no that know? wouldn't work that wouldn't work so you so you have to assume that they're able to stand on their own Right, exactly, and that's the way it would have to be. So you will you have to eliminate pretty much the the player development that is single, double, triple A that has to go away. Mm-hmm. In order to get picked up by these clubs, they will reach out to them. Now, the question is, do we have a draft at any point, or do we just start signing these kids whatever we want to sign them for with the money that you have? 
Well, I think you I think you look at it the same way uh, that the Premier League does. I think right. you don't have a draft. These kids are out there. They're everywhere. It's your job to scout, sign, and figure out how to fit it into your salary cap. That's your job. That's what makes you a good club is when you have good managers, not the coach on the field. You know, primarily they call call coaches managers. managers. I'm talking about general managers, GMs. When your club is run, the board or the general manager or however your system is set up, when you have good management, you're, you're able to make a bad club good if you're just willing to do it. Right. I watched an interview at the end of the game, and they interviewed like one of the most popular Norwich City players. He's been promoted twice, been relegated twice. It was tough to watch, by the way. Mm-hmm. But he just flat out said it. He goes, well, you know, the club won't spend the money to buy good players. He goes, I don't know what anybody can expect out of us. He goes, I, I hate it for. He goes, I hate it for the supporters. You know, I, I hate it for the fans. I hate it for all my all my buddies on the on the on the squad, but. But he just flat out said it, and that's what it comes down to. Isn't capitalism all about he who has the gold makes the rule? Like if right. you can afford, if you can afford it. I mean, look at the Yankees. The Yankees have been buying championships for sixty years. Yeah, it's really all it Dodgers comes down to. who are buying, but they can't get those championships. <laughs> they're spending, uh, yeah, they're spending a lot of money. <laughs> no yeah, kidding. It's, yeah, it's, it's like the startup company that just refuses to get off the ground. Yeah, but, but it's. Uh, I think, but you know, you do have a very interesting way. Now the question is, how many teams do you send down? How many teams do you bring up? You know, like how do you set the lower leagues? So what do we have? Like, well, and and again, there's a there's a ton that has to go into this because you have divisions as well. Right. Um, so are you sending down six? Because I think in baseball, what you have west, west, central, and uh, east. Send the bottom from each. So that's sending six down, right? Yeah, you would send six down. I mean, you really have one of two options. You can either send the lowest in each, or you would have to send down six. There's really not anything in between that. Yeah. So, well, I think if you do that, then you send the lowest two. The problem is, again, you go back to this divisional stuff, and so it makes it more difficult. So right. there, there, were, there would have to be kind of a restock on how you did it. You'd really just have to have National League, American League is really the only way you could, you could separate it. But speaking uh, of National League and now American League... I mean, where do they stand at this point? Because those guys run on different rules. I mean, do you just have it set up where there's just a, a fine line straight down the middle of our country? There are this many teams that exist, and those teams are all national. These teams are all American, and they can only compete for those spots. Or do we just eliminate you know, the rule changes of NL versus AL, make it just a free-for-all, and the divisions at that point don't matter? The leagues don't matter. Well, I think you get rid of the. I think you get rid of the divisions, but I think I keep. I think you keep the leagues, but at the same time, like designated hitter, not designated hitter. You know, these are all. Right. That's really. It's the only thing separating the NL and the AL. Right. I mean, it, it, the NL and the AL play completely separate styles of baseball because of one rule. Right? Exactly. But here's here's what you do. I don't care. You kick one out from each. That's it. Just one. Yeah. You just just one from each. And then you just kind of alternate. So the top two teams coming in, this year, number one team goes AL, number two goes NL. Next year at relegation, number one team coming up goes to NL, number two team goes to AL. Just rotate I think, it. You, I think you just rotate it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, uh, so let's just go ahead and pull an example here. Or, or, um, you, could, or you could do this. Uh, between those two teams, you know, whichever is – like if the AL lose, like so if the AL's team is worse, then they get the worst team coming in. Right. 
So they'll get the number two team coming up. And if the NL's team was better than the AL's relegation team, then one comes up. I know right. this; it's a lot of math to track, but real, really it's not. Basically what you're doing is you're kicking out the people that suck and you're bringing in people that performed. And right. you give them a shot. And it's an every year thing. It's not like you get two or three years. No. It's every year. So it motivates you, you know, when – when you're out of the pennant, you know, you're out of the pennant or out of a championship race, you are still out there trying to win games, and you're not trying to tank. So let's let's take a couple examples here. Let's just say, uh, for the sake of argument, we go off of last year's standings, um, and you had the two last teams. NL, uh, your last place was Miami uh, Marlins. Okay. They went 57 and 105, and then you had uh, in the NL, you had. I mean, over in the AL, you had Detroit, who went 47 and 114. So, you know, both of them get kicked. And let's just say, for city sake, let's so let's add Louisville and like let's, Charlotte. Let's add the Durham Bulls and the yeah. Corpus Christi Hooks. Right. right. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, at that point, let's just say Corpus Christi ends up going AL. Um, Durham Bulls go NL, and congratulations, boom! Those teams have now gone up. Now, what you'll at that point see is stadium upgrades, things like that. But at the same mm-hmm. time, even at the smaller clubs, they could probably get away with smaller crowds initially. But eventually, if those teams stay up, they're going to have to do some expansion on the stadiums, and that's where another issue comes in because you look at the likes of the established teams, the Tigers, the Orioles, teams that have not quite gotten back there, and you're looking at their monoliths of stadiums that are just already empty, and they're going to stay that way. Money, money. Well, I, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, you can do it to where you know you you basically displace the team coming up. It's a sacrifice they they have to they have to make. Like your new home stadium is going to be in Detroit. Dude, they're professional athletes. Move. My uh, my only thing is, does the city of Detroit deserve that good team <laughs> when the other cities but, can support but, them? But how good are they? Who knows? Give them a shot. So, well, no, but see, but but it's the same thing we see in Premier League. You know, they come in and they have these tiny, you know, they have these, these tiny stadiums, and and but it's the same supporters. It's the same team. It's the same city. Right. So what I'm saying is you don't let them go to Detroit. You let them play where they are. And by succeeding, they're able to expand that stadium. That's, and that's what and, I would and, want. And, and afford better players. That's Corpus what I would Christi want. plays out of Corpus Christi. Right. And, and because, you know, maybe there's, you know, maybe there's a monetary incentive. Like there's a bonus. Like, right. Now, well, because now you're getting the TV contract money, right? That's exactly so now right. That, see, this, now there's a lot more money that comes into it that we don't see it necessarily at the gate that will mean a massive influx percentage-wise for what they for what they take annually. Right. So but that's what you'll see, the Corpus Christi Hook Stadium. It would go from, what was it, seven 8,000. They'll probably expand it to 15, 20. Yeah, and then real it just, quick. And, if they and keep what, staying and, in. And, and if, yeah, if they stay out, the next year they'll have more money. And, you know, if the Tigers go down, they're not going to keep their roster. It's the same way in Premier League. Like, the relegated clubs, they just get picked clean of, oh, any, yeah. player, of any player that's Premier-level talent. So, the Detroit Tigers... you'll definitely Tigers, see shorter contracts. Yeah, well, yeah, you'll start to, and see... and. And man, I didn't think about that, but that'd be a wonderful thing in all sports because Shorter these ten-year, four hundred million-dollar contracts. I, I I totally get that that's the market, but why in the fight in Texas Aggie hell has the market become that? It's absolutely despicable. 
Right, and God forbid, just as your example, Patrick Mahomes, let's say he gets dinged up. like He's got that guaranteed money that he could just retire on that at this point and eat his ketchup wherever he wants. Dude, at $400 million for 10 years, so that's $40 million a year, he's making $109,000 a day. A day, bro. That's not, a that's day. not fair. It's well, not it's, fair. <laughs> it, dude, it's, it's not fair, and that's the problem. Like, man, you know what you can live on? Like as an athlete, and I get you know what you're an athlete, you're an entertainer, you've worked hard to be incredibly good at this. Right. I totally understand there should be a market, but man, you try and tell me you need forty million dollars a year to live. Now come on now, and, Not I, a and, 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 and I and I love the argument. Well, yeah, but that's ugh. um. Why did we get to this point? Why are we at the point where these like we're like oh wow look at that contract and that was it we just kind of bad and I make a comment and move on like when when is there going to be a billion dollar contract? Yeah, it, it's just it's so ten stupid. years. Give it ten it's, years. I don't know if we're gonna make it that far. It's so stupid and asinine the money that athletes make. Oh, it's ridiculous. And not to mention, I mean, not gonna go down this road too too far. But you know how incredibly fast they could spend it too. Yeah. I mean, well, that's nuts. Well, but but again though, so going back to the relegation thing, right? You're gonna see some shorter contracts, two to three year contracts. But then you also have a transfer window to where. Man, if you want to pay for that player, you do it. And you send them prospects to go win when right. they're down. Can you imagine a, an organization like the Detroit Tigers playing in AAA? That'd be I awesome. Would, I think it'd be great. It'd be so you, good. I mean, you, and you, you know, and you know you're going to have more local folks. Like, let's just say, for example, Louisville, right? Yeah, or somebody else. Like, like who else is down there? You know, nearby Detroit, that's got a team, but you know, like let's say Kalamazoo. I'm not sure if they have a team, but you know, they could go be playing against Detroit in a baseball game. I love the idea of a smaller market team playing against a bigger team. I mean, that's one of the things that makes yeah, like if, the FA Cup if, and things like that so great. What if you get to what, see the smaller teams play the bigger teams? Well, like, what if the White Sox get relegated and Gary Indiana has a has a team and they just go play over at US Cellular? I think it'd be hilarious. Well, yeah, and I think what you're going to start seeing is uh, if you did do that, you could you could maintain some team names for sure in some areas, and that wouldn't be too much of a hard sell. But then you would have some other Triple A's in markets like uh, the Iowa, you know, over there in Des Moines, the Iowa Cubs. They would need to change to something else. See, like look look at it this way. Let's take basketball. Sure. Like you know who wouldn't be playing this year? The New York Knicks and the Phoenix Suns. Sorry. Adios. Because <laughs> you can't tell me that you were trying to win when you went 17 and 65. Right. Like, so that, I, That's I, nuts I, to I, me that you lose that many games. Well, you know, in the NBA, the, the lower you are, the more uh, ping pong balls you get in the lottery hopper. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I, I think relegation, the problem is it can never happen because we don't have uh, basically the minor league system in any of the sports that make it work. NFL is a standalone. You know, the right. minor league is basically college. They've tried what? They tried the XFL. You know, the AFL was killed. Um, and we're going off of you know, that idea. I think the idea of like a developmental football league wouldn't be like the worst thing. Well, the only thing, well, I don't think it would be at all. Um, this and you country. put them in smaller markets. You have know, San Antonio um, or Austin. You could put one in Albuquerque. You could put one, you know, uh, in every what? state that doesn't have an NFL franchise. Yeah, pretty much. And every what that'll one. do is, one, it'll create 
NFL football, and if anything has been proven, you can even look at MLS, and you know we can go all day in you know MLS, USL, you know all the different soccer leagues. Which, mind you, we don't have a relegation system yet, which is ridiculous. But <laughs> you know, you look at those things, and you got local support in these communities. I mean, just as an example, uh, New Mexico United, which was formed like two years ago, they play over at Isotopes Park for the you know where where the Albuquerque Isotopes play baseball, and they're selling out that state. You know, with everything going on right now, no, but they were selling out that stadium, putting seventeen, eighteen thousand people in there for a Division Two thing. The Houston Dynamo weren't drawing that kind of crowd. Yeah, you know, there's a, and there's it's, a couple people in Houston. <laughs> yeah, the smaller market teams are good for the sports across the board, and they need that kind of support and the opportunity to advance. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it would it would just take literally an entire sports overhaul. It's just never going to happen no. because the owners in charge have too much power now. Exactly. We literally have created the monopoly of the situation where it's like those folks that are up there don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize their position. They're comfortable where they're or, at. They don't yeah, want to do their, that. Or their income. Right. Exactly. And, 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 you, can, and you can see like – Almost the mandatory, like the internal mandatory drive to ensure their place. When you see the nepotism of owners, like in the NFL, where a family just passes down the team, right? Like, you know, my dad, what he does, like what he used to do before he retired, phenomenal uh, engineer with with manufacturing industries related to the oil industry down in Houston, mm-hmm. awesome. I, I, my father's son. I could never do that in a million years. Just because my name's Roy, Roy May, just like him, I'm Roy May Jr. That doesn't mean I can do what he did. So I don't, I don't get this passing down crap. But whatever, man. I, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna start getting fired up. Start talking about this crap. Because <laughs> okay. basically, I'm just saying I want Jerry Jones to go away. That's really what. I, that, everything we talk about at the end of it, I'm just trying to get rid of Jerry Jones. Get rid if, of if Jerry he, Jones. Throw if him he under leaves, the bus. And, well, if he leaves and puts his son in there, I'm just like, shit. Come on! Because he's going to do the exact same thing. You know? you you know that Jerry Jones has like a laundry list of things. Here's what you do. When I give you the reins to my empire, here's what you're doing. Just enjoy it. <laughs> it is depressing. Yeah. Hey, folks, I got I to gotta say, uh. it's, it's been a fun day. We've, you know, it's been crazy out there. We know. Um, we want everybody to just want to let you know that we are thinking about you and we care about you guys. Make sure if you're out and about, for the love of God, just wear a mask so we can stop talking about theoretical crap and go back to the real world. Yeah, if you want football even in the spring, quit being an asshole. Just wear a mask. It's not that it's, hard. It's, it's just, it's really not that hard. It's, it's, it's I promise, I can't stand it. It's miserable. But the same people complaining about you can't tell me what to do with my body or sometimes the same people that say, well, you shouldn't be able to decide what to do with your body. You got to pick a freaking argument, man. Pick a side. Look, I get it. But wearing a mask isn't taking away a civil liberty. It's not. It's just not. All right. They're not like, look, everybody needs to wear a mask and turn in all their guns. They didn't say that. All right. (laughs) Everybody wear a mask and uh, get ready for bread lines. Also, not a thing. Okay, <laughs> just they, they just wear a mask. That's it. Okay, just wear a mask when you go out. Because you know what? Not only are you are you 
basically being a good person because you're following the friggin' rules, but you're also looking out for your fellow person, your fellow mankind. And that's the like, thing that you guys need to realize above all else. For those of you who aren't paying attention, it all comes back to you putting your particles on the air where you may have it. That's what the main issue is. Yeah, just, just be a good person. Wear your mask. Everybody, please. I just want sports back. It's all I'm asking for. I want to play uh, shows. I want to yeah, get out. Rob wants to go to shows. Probably wants to go to karaoke, the piano bar. For the love of God. You know, yeah. I, I, I want to. I want to have people. I want to have like a big old party at the house and not. Uh, you know, just. It's it's not it's not hard. Yeah. Just wear a mask. Be a good person. That's right. Look out. Look out for for your fellow Americans. Mm. Be, just don't be a shithead. That's all I'm saying. That's right. Well, folks, I will say uh, as we go forward here, just a friendly reminder: our uh, our uh, little store is live. So, yes. come come out and get some shirts, get some shorts. Uh, we've got some other designs in the wings um, coming out. We got some new things uh, in the in that lineup as well as our current lineup. So, uh, tell your friends and you know buy one for your friends, buy them for people that you don't like, and send it to them too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, gifts, you know, it's getting hot, so the the nice light short running shorts, um, you know, they're they're up there and, and grab some shirts. The the shirt material is real soft, it's real nice brushed cotton. Um, so just just hop on the store. The link, uh, if the link's not in our bio, we'll make sure it's up there. Yeah, and we'll definitely tag it on this uh, link. Yeah, right below yeah. this link as well. Um, and. Make sure you guys, once again, keep taking care of yourselves. We do appreciate every single one of you. Uh, make sure you do follow us over uh, Robert White, Robert underscore White 14 on Twitter, uh, over there on Twitter. Uh, you got Roy May 15 on Twitter, as well as our own personal uh, podcast Twitter. So, man, uh, looking forward to this next week. Finally getting back to doing some fun work. Yeah, got to get to work, <laughs> and then, you know, it's, you know, it's, when you know when you love what you do, right? That's Never right. Have to work a day in your life. I'm looking forward to playing a lot of golf this week. I've yeah. had some I've had some pretty successful runs with work, so I will be taking some half days. Uh, playing a little bit more golf this week. Last yeah. week, uh, last two weeks, I've kind of been chained to the laptop, you know, during the day. So, mm-hmm. well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is Red Ass Podcast. Hopefully, we'll be able to be back with you guys a little bit sooner. Uh, Maybe this next week we'll get another one out. But we appreciate you guys. Uh, Take care. And, of course, uh, wear a mask. Thanks and giggle. Yeah, wear a mask and giggle.